Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to talk about that 5-2 loss to the Islanders. That was certainly something. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also hosts over at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. And Scotty, happy Friday, buddy. Happy, happy Friday, Friday, brother. Thank you. Happy Friday. Happy, um, uh, happy horse day. Happy horse day. Yeah, there you go. We're going to start calling it that from now on. Um, unfortunately, well, it is Friday, and that's always good news for us. We have to recap the Red Wings 5-2 loss to the New York Islanders. I guess silver lining, blessing in disguise with back-to-back games on Saturday and Sunday. We don't have to recap it for very long. Because <laughs> uh, Sure. That was uh, not the not 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 a very good game. Not not a great game. No, it, was, it certainly wasn't. Was it? No, uh, it was where, not. Where do you want to start off with this one, Scotty? The defense. Yeah. All right. You want to go off, buddy? You look. Like that was just horrible. It was. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Uh, Philip Peronic looked like a traffic cone. Um. Yeah, it was all bad. It was all all horrific. Do we have a heat map for this game? Because that oh, would yeah. that would. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that would be a sight to behold. Um, um, it this wasn't is at good. all strengths. And it was – not only was it was – it, oh, there you go. Look at that. That is a Pacific Ocean in front of the net there for the Islanders. The Wings, well, not bad on their end. Well, they outshot the Islanders. They, they were getting plenty of sh- scoring opportunities. The, the difference was the Islanders just capitalized on it because the Wings played so poorly defensively. Cor- right. Correct. <laughs> yes. Um, honestly, they kind of almost look exactly the same. Look at that. They almost look exactly the same. The uh, Islanders just got a couple more from like where the defensemen are set up. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that's obviously terrible. Uh, really, a lot of shots right in front of that there. A lot of shots just, just, right. Yeah, I mean, like, not good, not good. And the the defense, uh, you know, well, not the defense. The the goaltending, you know, Grice. While well, he he didn't look fantastic by any stretch, uh, it's at this point, it's incredibly hard for me to really get super hard on on whoever's in net for this team because it's you're you're asking them to climb Mount Everest every night. Like yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go off and, and freak out about, you know, Thomas Grice's safe percentage when he, he has the, this defense in front of him and this team playing defense. Cause the forwards are, are just as guilty uh, in, in front of them. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know we, we've been talking, you bagging on Grice a little bit. Um, but I'm in the same boat with you. When the defense in front of them is this bad, like despite Grice's individual performances, I can't really give him a lot of flack for this one. And you know, the two goals down low in front in the slot are, you know, those are one thing. It's these three shots from out here in the you know high slot area or even outside the slot. Damn near some of these are closer to the blue line. And the reason I bring those up is I, I don't even blame Grice for those because 
One, it's hard to win a hockey game, Scotty, when you allow a shot in the first nine or allow a goal in the first nine seconds of the game. The puck comes off the faceoff. Phil Peronik misplays it. Really he lets awesome. himself get beat by Barzell down the wing. Everyone, not just Horonic, but everyone is just watching Barzell, not looking for the late man. They Barzell just passes it back, shoots, scores. That happens for the first three goals in this game, Scotty. The first three goals were a copy paste of that same exact play. And you can see it on the heat map if you're watching on YouTube. One of them happened on the left circle, but the other two happened high in the offensive zone. Nobody was watching for the late man. It happened three times. And it's so obviously, first and foremost, the blame goes on the defense, but also the forwards for if you there's if there's a late man, if there's a guy, a late man coming in, that's your job to pick him up because the defense already have to cover two guys down low. So yeah, Phil Pronick and his partner, Mark Stahl, and who we just praised all first segment yesterday in yesterday's episode, go out there and lay an egg defensively. And it, you know what? I can, I'm going to hop on over and out of the hockey stat card so you can see that one. It's, that it, it was just a horrible, horrible game by that specific defensive pairing. Goodness I mean, gracious. Yeah. Phil Pronick and Mark Stahl together as a pair were a minus two on the impact card, which is really, really bad guys each. when it comes to defense each. And the reason Not now, combined. the reason why their offense is so high is because one Horonic had an assist and then Mark Stahl, of course, was out there for the goal. So their offense is, is high just because they were out there. Their defense did not make up for that. Well, also, when you're not playing defense, I guess you can just like skate down the ice and try to get some breaks going. Like, I guess it's an interesting <laughs> considering they're both offensive defensemen. If you really don't give a single flying, flapping bird about defense, I guess that that can translate to some de- decent offensive production. But my goodness, that is an embarrassingly bad. I mean, (laughs) and then you have Jordan Osterlake who basically shoves a guy into his goaltender and which is most likely the reason why Thomas Grice didn't come back out for the third night. I didn't think Thomas Grice played bad enough to get pulled unless it was a coaching move or he was injured. The coach just wanted to put a spark in. I think the rumor was injury because he wasn't even on the bench after he got pulled. Yeah. And then so Nadelkovich comes in in the third, lets in a goal on the first shot, <laughs> much like Grice did. But again, it's just like, like you said, it's hard to blame any one particular goaltender when they're playing behind a defense that is as underperforming as this, as a, not even just defense as a team, let's get away from just de- defense oriented because on that hockey stack card, no one was really effective defensively in this game. So I, I have, it's just I have a hard time blaming any goaltender in any of these situations with how bad this team is playing right now. Correct. Yeah. Defensively. Absolutely same. I mean, like offensively, they they outshot like really the uh, much better. Well, but they, no, they, I mean, they, they did outshoot them, and they had some opportunities. There was just no um, capitalization of set opportunities. Yeah, so if we go if we go back to natural stat trick and you can see the overall Corsi chart of the game, it throughout the entire game it continually went towards the Red Wings' favor. I mean, they had more shots the entire game, and if you were to look at the expected goals for percentage, which is up here, you can see that they had the better shot attempts, like their quality of their shot attempts was better the entire game. They had good forward possession, and that's at five on five only, guys. That doesn't even count the power plays. So the Red Wings were 
you know, getting me better shot opportunities, but the New York Islanders just were the team that was able to capitalize on it. They were capitalizing their scoring chances better. So, I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. It's just really yeah. frustrating when the, when you outplay a team and you still get shelled five to two. Yeah, correct. And, and I mean, you outplay them offensively at least. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I meant. There, there was, there were a few opportunities that they should have scored on, uh, especially in the second period. Um, there, there was a, there was a few moments that they that they probably should have capitalized and scored. And I mean, I, I thought they were going to get shut out at, at one point. I was like, all right, let's just. I saw your tweet by the way. That was hilarious. This is this is. <laughs> I was like, this is raps. I mean, this is like there was there wasn't even too much to comment on during the game. Like I, I can make fun of the fact that we gave up a goal nine seconds in. And then after that, it's just skating back and forth and we give up a goal sometimes. And then we don't retaliate. And like it's, that's... it's Red Wings pressure for about 30 seconds to a minute. They give up an odd man rush Islanders score. And then you go back to doing that same exact thing. Pressure, pressure, no defense. Right. Other team scores. That's what the game was. Good news. Jacob Verona got his first assist of the season. Ooh, Woo! He's on the board. Um, Chase Peterson made his NHL debut, playing fourth line center in this game. At least that's how the game started out. He looked fine. I, I, it was just sure. a bad game, so you know. Sure. I don't really have much else to say about Chase Pearson. Good for him. He looked okay out yeah, there. Yeah, congrats, congrats, brother. That's um, about it. You look at the hockey stat card. He was the second best player on the team behind Sam Gagne in this game. Uh, Pearson was a Hell positive. Yeah impact defensively offensively and individually down there on the fourth line for the Detroit Red Wings one of the few players to have a, a positive impact all the way around um, the other two players Moritz Sider and Jacob Vrana the only three players on the team to have 100% positive impact on this game um, yeah that's that's that sounds I mean, about right <laughs> so, yeah it sounds pretty on brand especially the uh, the cider one um, I did think he looked good. Pearson like, or I, I Cider? Did, I think that I did like Cider did look good. You know, oh, I mean, was, that's just we come to expect that from him. He was he was fun to watch. <laughs> his, his stick handling always wows me on the blue line. Like his patience and like his confidence on the oh, blue yeah. line. Decision making. Deci- it's crazy. He's and so it, it, so fast. it's decision making that's matched with poise. Yeah, like it's like under like, pressure decision making. Right. He's so like calm and cool and like going to take his time and do what, what he thinks is right. And what he thinks is right just always happens to be the correct move too. like, it's, it's really remarkable to watch. You're remarkable to watch. Hey, thanks. Buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, Scott, I, that's, that's literally all I have to say about this game. I, I have nothing else on my note card. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Pew Suter got a goal. There you go. Woo. He, job, he redirected Peter. a Phil Peronic shot. There's the assist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great game, guys. It was an awesome game. Um, what probably would have been a bit better if uh, Bilt Bar, too, was included in there. Um, if you haven't tried their puffs yet, guys, what are you doing? You got to get in there and try their puffs. What have I told you a million, million times already? They're chocolate-covered, protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. 
they're going to be your new favorite. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar has anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brown, um, built bar, built bars have tons of different flavors to choose from, like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They're delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think of a new f- flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. So go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Scotty, let's uh, let's get away from that negativity, that that aura, that vibe. By the way, your vibe was way better than my vibe last night. I thought about that halfway through the game. I'm like, Scott, you had that. you saying you had a, a bad vibe about the honors game, and I had a good vibe. Your vibe was right. Oh. We weren't trusting yeah, your vibe. that's why they on. call me the Oracle, man. Third eye open. We, we have not had an Oracle moment since like the beginning of the season. I think you've lost that moniker at this point. You're wrong. Okay. Well then Oracle something. I, did, did you not just have a conversation where you said my vibe was, was right. You didn't Oracle that you, you not, said it was a vibe. There was a difference there. You don't get to claim high in hindsight that that's an Oracle. Moment. Actually I do. Cause I was right about something. So watch me. There All you right, go. Well, I claimed it. I'm cutting this I whole part I out I of do. the episode. No one will know, ever know. Yeah, okay. You definitely want to edit after this for sure. Yeah, totally. I want to edit at 1.30 in the morning. That's definitely what's going on tonight. Um, <laughs> just so people know where we're at. Uh, Is there anything we, else on this game, though? Seriously? Literally, like, I have no other comments. It, Nadelkovic. I mean, and, like, the goal, if it's not an injury, the goalie switch was weird. But who do you, and Calvin Picard, yeah. come on down. Right. We're right. having a bunch uh, of other like AHL call ups right now. So let's just go. That's quick and easy. Um, um, it's not an injury. I agree that it's weird, but like, I'm pretty sure it was an injury. So I don't think it's really that weird. Um, defense really bad. Heronic, especially bad. Lucas uh, Raymond was Sider, the worst good. player on the team. Hockey stack card wise that he had a horrible impact on this game, which is really rare. I'm not going to look too far into that, but who Raymond had an unorthodox really? bad game. According to, uh, advanced metrics. Well, like you said, man, the the forwards, for as much as we dog on on the defensemen for you know not being great at th- their namesake, the the forwards really did not look good defensively tonight, and are a big part of the problem defensively as well. It's definitely not just um, you know there's more forwards on the ice than defensemen at the end of the day. So, like, it, it's just as much on, on them as it is uh, the defense. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that's it. I don't really – I don't think I have anything else. I think that's it. Defense yeah. bad, goaltending weird. <laughs> if you want to win uh, hockey games, don't give up a, a goal on the first shot in the first nine seconds of the game and then don't right. also give up a goal on the first shot on your next up goalie. win when you're literally <laughs> already losing at puck drop on the opening – <laughs> for the for the opening of the game, <laughs> you gave the Islanders a handicap. Great job. Yeah, not great, Bob. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That I think that's all at, we need to talk about, and all I really want to talk about. I it just, yeah, that I want to erase that game from my memory. That was not fun. Um, 
and it's going to get even funner, more fun, more fun, more fun. Uh, he's a writer. As we head to the weekend here, we have back-to-back games on Saturday and Sunday, the first of which is against the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Are they going to three-peat? Um, well, they're fourth in the Atlantic Division right now, Scotty. The Tampa Bay Lightning at the Tampa Bay Lightning, Scotty, at 39, 18, and 6 are fourth in the Atlantic Division. Yeah, well, the Atlantic's just different, man. It's cracked, bro. <laughs> the Atlantic is just assembled alternatively. That's just the, like <laughs> the, the, the Atlantic really is nutty, man. How can you be 20 games above 500 and be fourth? Not even a divisional playoff spot at the moment. That is cracked, dude. And this team is – the Tampa Bay Lightning are, are like I, what I consider and many consider to be like the team to be. And you have the Florida Panthers with 92 points, the Toronto Maple Leafs with 85 points, and the Boston Bruins with 85 points. The Tampa Bay Lightning are sitting there at 84 points. You know, the Red Wings are the Red Wings are right behind – well, not right behind, but they're, they're fifth in the Atlantic Division right now. The dichotomy between the top four and the bottom four in this division is insane. The, yeah, the difference you remember separating- like a month ago when we were like, we're catching Boston. Yeah, where'd that happen? <laughs> now you we're down what? 30 points. Wait, where's my share screen at? I've never, let's, let's do, I, 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 dude, this is, this is nutty. This is nutty. It really is crazy. There Look is a very clear drop off between the playoff teams and the non-playoff teams. The top four teams, 92, 85, 85, 84 points. Red Wings, fifth in division, 59 points. 25 points points worse than the the worst team making the playoffs, and you're the best team missing in your division. Yeah. Yeah, that is – That's correct. Those top four teams are insane, and those bottom four teams are bad. And uh, Red Wings being the best of those four, I guess, is not really much to brag about. But well, not yeah. The I mean, the other three are the Sabers, the Sens, and the Habs. Goodness gracious. Uh, so third matchup. Also, like, just sorry. You're good. You're like good. the entire East is just like pretty much figured out already. Like, there's yeah, the no like because look at the Metro. The Metro is also there's like a twenty point gap, twenty plus point gap. So that's just done. The East is already pretty much just like we know what's happening. It's all about at this point. Just uh, the West is just. The Central still has a battle, and then I guess the Central and the Pacific both still have battles. So the East is set, and the West is like, yeah, we're still figuring stuff out. Pretty much. Uh, At this point, it's just uh, all about seeding at this point because the playoff teams are the playoff teams at this point. I mean, the Atlantic Division is still up in the air on who could go second, third, and wild card. I think Panthers pretty handily have that first seed, but this is so whack bro yeah like what this is so whack the eastern conference okay the drop off between the eighth and ninth best the entire eastern conference is 13 points so the worst team in the postseason is the capitals with 80 the best team not in the postseason in the east is the blue jackets with 67 yeah, it's it, the playoff field is figured out. There's no nothing up in the air. There's not going to be any team that's going to be just like just barely. Meanwhile, the Pacific Division, like what happened to the Sharks? 
What happened to the Knights? Yeah. What happened to the Ducks? Well, like they all like fell off. Teams in the running for all, for almost three teams in the running for the last spot in both of those divisions. And in the East, it's just like, yeah, this is what it is. Yep, it's just over. We know what's up. We might as well just call the season wraps. If you're a Red Wings fan and you still want to get part of that playoff action, though, go to betonline.net. It's that time of the year again. As college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. We saw Arizona lost today. That was huge. Just what, what, one number one seed left? Just Kansas. Just Kansas. We're not even, we haven't even filled out the Elite Eight yet. We're halfway through the Sweet 16 games, and there's already only one one seed left. So, was there just a lot of pretenders this season? This is March. From all the latest odds, contests, and players' props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. BetOnline. Where the game starts. All right, Scotty, for real now, let's get into this uh, L.A. L.A., what am I saying? Good Lord. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning matchup. And uh, this one's at LCA. It's going to be the whole team. Yeah, no, seriously. Because. No, uh, yeah, I was, seriously. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> you're not, not winning this game without everyone playing out of their minds. So there I, you go. Analysis. I, we we've this is going to be the third matchup between these two teams. Everyone knows how good the Tampa Bay Lightning are. Uh, Stamkos, sixty-seven points in sixty-two games. Hedman, sixty-two points in sixty-three games. Kalorn, you know, go down the list. It's like that. Where's Kucherov at? He's got thirty-four points in twenty-eight games. Obviously, he came off of injury a, a couple months ago now, so his last games played. Goaltending Vasilevsky save percentage of nine twenty. You got Brian Elliott with a save percentage of nine twelve as a backup. Like. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning guys. This is them. You know what they are, and They're you know your your one your one silver lining is this is a twelve thirty game at Little Caesars Arena, so it's going to be packed. And so you're going to say, "Team, I'm going to go. I'm going to say the fans again because you got you're you're going to need every possible advantage you could possibly get in this game to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're going to need a loud lard a lard a loud barn. I was combining those two words there. A loud barn and a team that shows up to play. That's that's how you're going to beat a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are the pinnacle in the NHL right now, despite being know, fourth in the Atlantic. Do you know who leads the Detroit Red Wings in hits this season? This is a sudden question. Because it, it, I think it's hilarious, and I just am looking at it right now, and I just so think it's, it's hysterical that this is the answer. It's not somebody I would expect then. It's got to be a wild card. Who would you expect? I was going to say like Mo Sider because of all the reverses. Not, not Mo Sider, not like Giovanni, not no. Well, no, Giovanni no. doesn't play enough to lead the team in hits. Correct. Also fair. He leads the league. He leads the team in pims though. So I'm not surprised at that. <laughs> um. Oh man, this is a good question. He has 127 hits, which is also more than the team leader on Tampa Bay. So he's got quite a few of them. Is it Tyler Bertuzzi? It is not. Is it defense? No. So it is a four. Is it Dylan Larkin? It is not a top six forward. Michael Rasmussen? Adam Ernie leads the Detroit oh. Red Wings in hits. 
You know what? That, that does sound like an Adam Ernie stat. That really does. He has 127 going into the game on Saturday. Leads Former the Tampa Red Bay Lightning, though. So watch out for – that's my X factor. Adam Ernie. He's changing he his answer. like 12 hits this game. Just, just <laughs> wreak havoc, brother. Oh, man. And then to go from that to Sunday at 5 o'clock in Pittsburgh, what a gauntlet for those Detroit Red Wings. I guess the question here is, so the Pittsburgh Penguins, second in the Metropolitan Division, the last time these two teams faced off against one another, um, the Red Wings, Moritz Sider really bullied Sidney Crosby. It was a wonderful game, beautiful, loved that game. Um, but still an incredibly tough gauntlet. Second in the Metropolitan Division, 39-16-10. Uh, and... The really the question comes down to is your goaltending situation is who you start in what game or do you just run net out there both games? Uh no, you got to do one and one. You, I don't know they've done do one and one. They've done back to backers uh, with Nedeljkovic in the past this season. They turned out pretty good. I think it'll just be Bryce Levishore leash, and I don't think I don't think they just outright start net. I'll be honest, Scotty. Prior to tonight's game, I, I my thought process when seeing Grice and Ned today, I was like, okay, so they're giving Ned, Ned a couple days off so that when they play the back-to-back, he can play both games. But then Grice didn't quite make it through the entire game. But going back to Grice being injured, if Grice is injured, do they start a Calvin Picard or do they just go Ned back-to-back? I think then they would just go Ned-Ned. I, I wouldn't – I see this – Human in me is like, don't do the goalie back to back like that. Like, don't, don't do that to your guy. Like, give him rest. He plays sixty minutes. No one else on the team plays sixty straight minutes. But no one else is going to give you the chance to win that Nadalkovich is going to. So, do you know who leads the Detroit Red Wings in plus minus? Are we just doing random stats today? Random stats. <laughs> I just, I, it's on my screen. I think it's funny. Leads the team in plus minus, and it's funny. I mean, relative, it's not Larkin Mark or Stahl. Raymond or someone. It is, in fact, Mark Stahl. He has I a think plus I saw that. Seven. I think I saw that stat the other day. And it that's why. We were it, talking about it, like prepping for maybe. yesterday's show. Yeah, because I remember that and being like, really? Mark Stahl? Is that after Mark today's Stahl game? Plus seven. <laughs> Adam Ernie, 127 hits, and Mark Stahl plus seven. Team uh, leaders. Now you know who really runs this team. Damn right um, you do. You got any thoughts on those Pittsburgh Penguins? I mean, it's got another, another. Just, I mean, it's our, I, I, it's a really good team. That's really what it boils down to. I guess I don't really have any thoughts either. I mean, Sidney Crosby, sixty-six points in fifty-three games. Gensel, sixty-four and fifty-nine. You know that you're just reading stat lines at this point. You got Tristan Yari with a nine twenty-three save percentage. God dang it, Scotty. This is such a, a, a tough weekend for the Detroit Red Wings. And, like, what do they got to do to sweep Pretty this Pretty damn good season? goaltending situation there, too, man. Um, yeah. it, it's not. It's weird. It's tough being on the outside looking in on those situations. Like, you want that. Yes. Very much so. I mean, like, I, X Factor for Pittsburgh. Um, Jeff Blaschel. Um, Chase Pearson, if he's still here, Dan Renew, final answer. There you go. Now we're now we're memeing. Now we're memeing. Uh, Taro Hirose. Oh, here we go. Let's stir the pot. 
Uh-oh. Jonathan Bergeron, my X Factor. Oh, Thank okay, you. okay, okay, okay. Um, let's go even deeper down the line. Uh, Donovan Sobrango. Nice. Thank you. Nice. I like that. I like that. All right. This is a see what the Islanders did to us. The Islanders. Man, like, us. Whatever. Oh, Scotty, any final thoughts, man? Um, we ball. We certainly do. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with two game recaps on Monday. Hopefully the recaps won't just completely suck the wind out of our sails like today's did. Uh, Same time, same place. This is your team every day. Every day.